I don't know, I'll see what I can do. I don't think we're ever going to win again, so. <laughs> this is my new reality, is just losing every game. Aw. Yeah. All right. Only two Let's games left until the All-Star break? I mean, yeah. Can we just a good thing. Go ahead and lose those two as well and All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's back this up a little bit. <laughs> beep. Right, let's do it. Uh, beep. Do it. Uh, beep. Did you like my truck impression? Backing up. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and beautiful goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is February 9th, 2020, and this is episode 429. This show, we're going to discuss an 0-4 week for the Pacers, including games against Dallas, Toronto, the Raptors, and New Orleans. Joining me this week is just one analyst, still coast to coast, like buttered toast, from Indianapolis, Indiana. He's a in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? I have no idea why you guys listen to this show, but I know why I do this show. So that Joey can talk me off the ledge in situations like this. It has been a rough week of Pacer basketball. Spoiler alert, Colson, good to know you, brother. <laughs> I love you. I just need you to give me a big old bear hug. Yeah. Make yeah. this we'll, all go away. We'll, we'll talk about it here in a minute. We're, we'll be fine here. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get into the show, we'd just like to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just go to theunabeatables.com slash Amazon, and any shopping you do will kick a small percentage back to us. Uh, and helps support what we do. Well, as I mentioned this week, a uh, tough week for Pacer basketball. Uh, they go 0-4 for the mm. week. Uh, Colson, I believe you said you called it. <laughs> I did. This is my fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four games, though. First one Monday, February 3rd, versus Dallas. They lose this one 112-103. This is at home. Krista uh, uh, Porzingis uh Going ham on us, uh, dropping 38 points and 12 rebounds. Sabonis had a nice game, too. Um, almost the triple-double, 26 points, 9 assists, 12 rebounds. The second loss of the week, uh, the first of the home-and-home home series against the Raptors. Uh, this one's away in Toronto. Pacers lose this one by one. It's 118-119. Uh, I got some what? thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a, this was a heartbreaker. Uh, Justin Holiday, uh, fantastic game from him. Um, he's getting twenty two points, uh, three assists, five rebounds. Uh, Could not miss from steals. the range. He was brilliant. No, he was he was fire from the range. Um, 
Kyle Lowry, fantastic game from him on the on the Raptor side. Uh, 32 points, 10 assists, uh, 8 rebounds. Uh, we'll talk about that game in depth a little bit more in just a moment. Uh, Friday night back in the field house. Toronto comes in and does a better job finishing us this time. 115-106. Uh, Sabonis, 19-16. and 16. That's nice. Um, but we, we had some troubles. And final game of the week last night, Saturday, uh, February 8th, against the New Orleans Pelicans. It was the holiday show. Um, but Drew had the the, bet, the last <laughs> laugh in that one. 31 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds, game-winning three-pointer. Uh, and did it with some stitches in his head. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, Pacers leading scorer, 26 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds. Uh, Colson, you said he was the best player of the night. I, I guess I agree. It was it was a lackluster effort from the team, and uh, stuff just wasn't going right in that Pelicans game. You know, they they really couldn't string together two buckets. Um, I thought Aaron Holiday was going to get tossed. Yeah, no, he was uh, fired he was, up. He he was. You know, I, I mean, I, I agree that with him that there was some incorrect foul calls. But uh, at one point, Justin had to go over there and push him away from the referee because he went back after he got his technical to go let him know more uh, that the ref was wrong. Yeah, well, I I will say that this – I feel like the last five games have been pretty unevenly refereed in general. We don't talk about the refs much on this this pod, but there were some rough calls, and not just – against the Pacers. Just I just feel like this week was really poorly officiated in general. I understand why the guys get upset. Um, you know, you call uh you set a precedent by calling uh one thing one way and then don't call it the other way. Like guys get upset. And uh there's quite a bit of that, especially in that uh that Raptors one point loss. Um they were letting a lot of stuff go and then they were calling weird tiki tack stuff. Reffing is what reffing is, but it, it was it was a frustrating week, I think, uh, as a fan. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that. But I need to start by saying this: um, I would love to play a seven game series against Toronto. Um, the 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 uh, the first two games we play against them one one at the, the field house and then the one away were two of probably my top five uh, games of the season. They were just incredibly entertaining. Now, we definitely fell apart down the stretch in this most recent game. Uh, but I thought even even the game um, that we lost pretty uh, handily down the stretch um, against Toronto at, at the Fieldhouse was also very entertaining. Um, just these, these teams are well evenly matched. Um, clearly, Toronto has a, um, a championship-level um, ability to finish games that we don't have. And that's probably the difference, and maybe it would make for a short series. But I find these uh, this matchup incredibly entertaining and really fun. Um, those two losses, uh, especially the one when we lost uh, at the buzzer, which we'll get into, was painful. But in general, I thought those were entertaining. The, the Mavs game and the New Orleans game, you have to win, right? So the Mavs are playing at our house without Luka Doncic, their best player, right? You just have to win that game. Uh, New Orleans comes into our house without Zion Williamson and without uh, Brandon Ingram, their two best players, well, outside of Drew Holiday, um, two of their best three players. You have to win those games. And uh, we won neither of them, and largely for 
um, both those games execution down the stretch. We were within striking distance of, of both of these wins and fell apart in the latter half of the fourth quarter. And that's a real issue. Um, yeah, it was a bad week. I think a lot of this stuff, you know, when you look, so we've, we're now on a five game losing streak. Um, I, the reason I predicted an 0 and four week was because of how poorly we played against New York, uh, last week. Um, it was just a, just pitiful performance at our house. Um, and I thought, well, if we're going to play like this, we're never going to another win another game. Um, and to the Pacers credit, they have played better. Um, that New York game was miserable, and, and this week was a much more uh, reasonable showing from this team. But we're down in assists, we're down in rebounding, we're uh, you were up in turnovers. Like this February has been absolutely miserable for us, and um, you know we've got to get this thing figured out. We've got two games before the uh, All Star break. Gotta try to pick up one of those. We're playing Milwaukee. <laughs> Um, we're playing. We're also playing the Nets on Monday. We got to win that game. Uh, we got to stop this bleeding. You don't want to go on a seven-game losing streak going into the All-Star break. Yeah, and I think well, one thing to sort of frame this a little bit is uh, T.J. Warren was out for three of those four games, Correct. Uh, and was and brilliant been, last night. It was yeah, great. he's been an instrumental part of our team for sure. Um, we still have not played a game with our you know sort of ideal starting five right because uh, uh, Oladipo was out uh, last night uh, he's not uh, allowed to play back to backs uh, still with they his said before the all-star right, break with, so, his, with his injury know, that protocol sh- that should should change right um, but uh, so that's you know that's one thing that I think it's like look um, it, there has been we have not played well when TJ Warren is not on the on the you know when he doesn't play those those games for sure um so I, I guess here's here's the here's how I want to back you off the ledge a little bit. Okay, um, that's number one is when we've TJ had no TJ on the floor. Okay, that's 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 you know of course we lost all those games where he was not playing, and like he's you know instrumental in several categories. Uh, good team leader, great scorer, good defender. He does a lot of good things out there, uh, and we didn't have him. And when he came back. On Saturday night, he looked great. He looked great. Uh, um, again, uh, not having access to all of the five starters at any one game uh, is, you know, that's been difficult for the team. A- and then also, uh, I think the biggest thing here is uh, the team really had I, I, has gelled well. I like everybody almost uh, to a player on this team. Um, you know, I think they all fit in well uh, for the most part. But I, but dropping Oladipo into the lineup is a, it's a huge change. Like people's roles change, um, and then you've got you know a fifth of your you know players on the floor that are not in sync because the players have been doing the same plays all season, um, and that's gone you know partially right now. You know, you see some mispasses and yeah, and our turnovers are it, up. Our, our, our the, I, I feel like, you know, it's been. I, I agree with you. It, it has a domino effect because I feel like um, it's not just uh, offensively that we're out of sync. I mean, I, you, you see a lot of you know turnovers. You see a lot of uh, stagnant offense. I mean, our our um, um, points per game are down. Um, 
I think to the lowest of the season right now. And, and if you do on the monthly splits, um, our pace is the lowest it's been since we started the season. Like guys are just not sure how to get the ball to the guys on the floor. But more than that, defensively, uh, we look out of sync. Are we switching? Are we are we not? Are we sticking with our man? Like guys keep getting left open, wide open for these three point shots that are killing us in these late fourth quarter um, situations. And you know, and you don't want to blame Oladipo. It's just the nature of this thing, which is right. bringing a new guy into the system. Now, last night, Oladipo didn't play, and we True. had our team that had been playing well all year, and we got our butts kicked. Um, I mean, it was a competitive game, and we again we lost it down the stretch to a younger, less experienced team, um, and that's really frustrating. Uh, this is stuff that can't be happening, especially at our house. Sure, um, I tell you what, though I I have been the thing that I that uh, makes me hopeful is is uh, you know I feel like the team before Old Depot came back had been playing very well, you know. Uh, I was happy with the way they had been playing. Of course, there's always room for improvement, but sure, rebounding um, was an issue we had before Oladipo got yeah. back. It still is an issue, right? But otherwise, I mean, you're Oladipo, right. We're doing a lot of I mean, good things. But I so I feel like look, there's there's going to be a big shakeup when you when you change one of your starters. Uh, generally, that happens, uh, and, and once that does, um, you know, I feel like the team should. This I'm hoping that this is going to be the worst they're going to be for the rest of the year, you know, as they get used to playing, you know, with the ch- the new changes they have, which should be for the better, you know, you're you're changing Lamb out for uh, all, you know, an All Star and Old Depot. Um, there's absolutely no reason they shouldn't be a better team. It just is going to take some time uh, to get there. So I, sure, no, I mean I agree with but that. I, saying, I mean they're, at, they're on the way up at this point, though. Uh, you know, Oladipo has shown really nice passing and some beautiful bursts of athleticism, uh, but he has been miserable shooting the basketball, and this is, you know, of course going to be a part of his recovery. Um, but you know, he's shooting below thirty percent from from the floor. Um, he's shooting. Uh, 21% from the uh, three-point line. He was one and t- uh, one of 10 from the three-point arc in the in the, you know, Mavs game. So, like, you know, especially the kind of week that Jeremy Lamb has had, and I've been critical of him um, all season feeling like maybe he's sort of the the weak link. He's had a brilliant week. He's been shooting the hell out of the ball, um, playing defense, and um, you know, so you start to think um, you know, oh, clearly Oladipo's the better player, and clearly he's the all-star, and we have to get him back in, and, and that's why this makes sense, because, you know, um, he's not playing like an all-star right now, but we're trying to give him those minutes. So you can see how you lose some of that, uh, lose some of these games based on the minutes he's getting. He's doing other good things. Um, uh, he, I've been pleased how good he looks athletically on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been pleased how much he's willing to share the basketball. And yes, he's going to put up a bunch of shots, especially when he's coming off the bench. It looks like he's trying to find his rhythm and he's trying to get his shots in. I thought uh, the game when he started uh, against Toronto, when we were in Toronto, um, that's the best this team has looked 
I mean, this is one of my favorite games all season. Uh, I thought the starters looked great with Oladipo in there. Um, he, I thought he looked great with Malcolm Brogdon. Um, the bench came out with Aaron Holiday in it because, as you mentioned before, um, TJ Warren was out. So, you know, Aaron still gets his minutes with that bench. And that bench unit was explosive. That second quarter, uh, I believe, was we scored 43 points and they scored 18. Um, mm-hmm. It was beautiful basketball to watch. TJ McConnell, Aaron Holiday, um, just fizzing that ball around and on the end of that was uh, Justin Holiday and uh, Dougie McBuckets just knocking down three-pointers. Um, you know, Sabonis was brilliant in the middle. It was just so fun to watch. That game was fantastic. Going uh, you know, toe-to-toe with the defending champs who uh, were trying to vie for their longest winning streak in franchise history. They had were tied at 11 going into that game. And um, you're welcome, Toronto. Yeah, playing playing the best basketball in the NBA at the time, um, just to go in there and just fight them till the very end, and um, we utterly collapsed. They scored the last 11 points. They started trapping, and uh, we had very little answer for it. Um, we made a lot of silly mistakes passing it to them. <laughs> um, I it thought- would have been even worse if. Uh- you know, there was a, a you know basket they had scored, and Sabonis quickly tried to inbound the ball. They they stole it, but luckily uh, Nate had called a timeout. Right, before. exactly. Uh, but it would have been, been another turnover. Yeah, it would have been worse. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, I thought when the pressure first came, I thought we did a pretty good job of getting around it. But then they kept it up, and they it got more aggressive and more aggressive, and. Nate put in uh, all guard lineups. He put Aaron Holiday in at, at the three, you know, to try to get more ball handlers out there. And uh, you know, Malcolm Brogdon made some some bad passes. I thought everybody made some poor choices. Um, I thought there was even a um, a backcourt violation that the the refs missed with us trying to get out of that trap. We looked like we were behind that on a couple seconds. So so um, you know, we lost by one um, because. You know the Raptors are a championship squad, and they and they threw in some wrinkles. Um, we had no response to it, and I think that that's my theme of of the week, is that all of these games were competitive games. They were actually really entertaining games. I enjoyed them. None, none of them were blowouts. We we um, we played really well in stretches in all of these games, um, and we just could not close any of these things out. I mean, and these aren't. I mean, the Mavs. Yes, they're a playoff team in the West. But again, they were without their best player. New Orleans is fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, potentially, they'll make the playoffs. But you got to remember, they're without two of their top three players. I mean, and these were games at our house. You talk about uh, Anthony Davis? Because he's not, he's not there anymore, <laughs> no, man. Anthony Davis is not there anymore. Okay. Um, these are games we have to win, and we, we, we lost these games on the stretch. And that's not – I don't think that can go to um, Oladipo, you know, and, and his newness being there and, and gunking it up, like gunking up the the system. Like, I mean, he didn't play last night, in, uh, you know, against New Orleans. Uh, this right, team right. should know how to beat a Zion and Brandon Ingram, Ingram-less team. Um, we did uh, we did get swept by the Pelicans for the season series, mm. which is uh, – not a phrase I was hoping to say. Uh, 
Because, yeah, Zion didn't play in either of those games. Yeah. And uh, we lost both of them. I mean, you know, our three-point attempts are up for the month, uh, but our percentages are down. I mean, you know, maybe just leaning into what we were doing before was um, more selective with our three-point shooting. Um you know, more pounding it down low. I don't. I don't know. I, I. It just seems to me like we're we're starting to lose our identity. You know, which was a which was a team that played a little bit different than everybody else. We took care of the ball very well. We shared the ball very well, um, and we shot high percentages. And now we're, you know, in the last month. You know, this this month we've just been careless with the basketball. Um, and yeah, Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon was making turnovers that I. I didn't expect, you know. Yeah. Like, I just assumed that when he's got the ball, it's safe. Yeah, no, he's been uh, making he, some he, he, some poor decisions. Uncharacteristic. Particularly uh, at the end of that that Toronto game uh, in Toronto. Um, you know, I thought he panicked in those traps in a way I didn't expect him to because, in general, he doesn't panic. Um, he hits those big shots. He calms us all down, and I thought, um, you know, made some critical errors down the stretch. Um, he was so broke. Uh, it was ridiculous in that New York game. I thought, oh no, um, Brogdon has forgot how to shoot the basketball. But he was solid all week shooting. Um, you know, I, I just was afraid that maybe um, he was trying to overcompensate, uh, try to figure out what was going on, how to include Old Depot, and he was going to sort of lose his shooting touch while overthinking it. But uh, he bounced back quickly, which I appreciate. Um, Sabonis has been good all week. Uh, like I said, Lamb was brilliant. Um, you know, Holiday and McDermott, uh, McConnell, like everybody played well. I mean, they just they're just yeah. a, a ton of um, our guys were playing really good basketball, and yet we're losing these games because we don't seem like we're all on the same page. Here's here's a little exercise that I'd like to do with you right now. Uh, I want uh, both of us to go through each of the rotation players and say one nice thing about them that they did this week. <laughs> okay. So I don't feel like your, your relationship's in a good place. Yeah, no, I would like to say, Sabonis, uh, I appreciate everything you do uh, and that you flirt with triple-doubles and that you're the hub of the of the offense. Nice work. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think he's been all those things and he's been very consistent. You know, he does not... Uh, you know, he's not, not dropping 20 points a, a game, but I mean, you know... 12 and 15, like, I'll, I'll take that on an off night, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought uh, Brogdon, uh, in general, had a very nice week shooting the basketball. He wasn't great against uh, Dallas um, and actually uh, against Toronto either. But uh, I was, um, you know, I'm just pleased the way that he, he runs the offense in general. Um, and I know it's going to be an adjustment for him trying to figure out how to do this with um, with Oladipo, and so I want to chat him out for for navigating that pretty successfully. Um, you hit one or two more three pointers this week. Maybe we win some of those games, but you did a nice job. Shout out, Brock. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's been our rock uh, offensively at least. And, you know, I think he he holds us down on the defensive side. But you know, this week I thought uh, you know a, a few uncharacteristic errors, like we said, but. Besides that, I mean, he's still got what you got in, in him, and uh, you know, when he's on the floor, I, I, I'm more calm. You know, <laughs> for sure, for sure. 
Uh, TJ Warren, you only played one game this week. Uh, you were brilliant in it offensively. Um, but I think more than that would be um, noticing your absence. Um, that Toronto game uh, in Toronto, we definitely win if you're on the floor because all we need was one defensive stop and one offensive possession. Uh, you definitely could have provided those. Uh, Siakam was just eating up Justin Holiday. Uh, down the stretch, and I feel like Warren would his size would have given him a little bit more trouble. Even if it was just one stop, we win that game. So shout out to Warren for um, me believing that if you were on that team, we win that game. Yeah, I, uh, you know, and that was one of the things that I I was thinking was like the well, uh, Warren is not out there. Not that we don't have a chance, but uh, you know that would explain because I when he, when he's on the floor, like you know he's playing with a chip on his shoulder and he's got something to prove it. He's He's doing it, uh, and and out, not having him there is a big loss. It really is. I mean, you notice. I mean, Justin Holiday is a, a great defender. Um, I, you know, you when you watch him get eat up by Siakam, you're going. Technically, he's doing everything correct. He's he's yeah. staying with him. He's putting his hand in his face. He just doesn't have the size that Warren has, and so you know, it's not Justin's fault. Um, uh, but I do feel like if Warren had played those two games against Toronto, we might win one or maybe both. Sure. Um, what about uh, what about Jeremy Lamb? Jeremy Lamb, uh, this is his. I think this has been his best week as a Pacer. I, I want to shout him out. If we can give Pacer of the Week, we've never done that, but let's do it. I'm going to give him a, a Jim O'Brien Award. No, 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 this is a good award. No, I, I know. I just listened to our undegoogleables, um, and we decided to call our undebeat awards the Jim O'Briens. Um, because I don't know why we did it. It was pretty funny. You should go and listen to that, uh, Pacer fans. Uh, but uh, no, I, I Pacer of the week. Uh, he shot that just you know absolute absolute heck out of the ball. Um, I thought he was active. Um, I thought he was engaged. You know, it's it's you know it's really tough for him right now because you don't know if he's starting if if he's a part of the bench. Uh, you know, the Warren injury allowed him to stay in that starting lineup, but. You know his role was changing dramatically um, as we speak, and I thought he really stepped into that. Uh, you know uh, that Warren role, which is a scorer in that sort of uh, mid-range game. He also just he's been. I mean, gosh, earlier in the season, I think there was a. I think it was a stat like he was two of twenty-two from three-point line for a stretch. Mm. And I I can't remember him missing a three pointer this this whole week. He was great. So, shout out to um, catching fire at the right time, buddy. All right, very quickly here. Let's uh, let's go through the, the rest of these guys here. Uh, we can, we can make the bench a whole thing. They could just be one sure. thing. Uh, they were. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, when I'm looking at this team and its inconsistencies, um, a lot of it is when. Um, we have these mixed lineups as we're trying to rotate guys in and out. But when that bench unit is in McConnell, Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott, and Sabonis, um, they just have so much chemistry. Um, you know, they they do get beat up a little bit. Uh, you know, on the defensive end, I mean, teams are starting to go at Aaron uh, and go at. Um, McConnell and go at McDermott. Like it's not a it's not a real stout defensive unit, uh, but offensively they just 
care about each other. They share the basketball. It's so fun. Like I said, my favorite quarter of the entire season was that bench unit against that Toronto uh, in Toronto, 43-18. Uh, if you can Google it, do it, look it up, watch it. It is. It is. I mean, I was I was laughing with joy um, during that whole sequence. Just utter domination, and that was largely due to that bench unit. So shout out. Yeah, when you get to, when you get Holiday, Justin Holiday and uh, uh, McBuckets just raining threes on you. you well, you got both of those guys doing that. You can't do much about that. Well, and, and what's what's great about that too is that um, you know you've got Aaron Holiday who's uh, always looking for his brother who can hit threes, and you got McConnell who's cutting into the defense is able to hit that little pull up or hit that layup. So they have to. So the defense has to collapse. And he has shooters everywhere. Um, you know, when McConnell and, and, and Justin Holiday are knocking threes down like that, you just can't stop us. It's just it's just great. Yeah. It's just great. Not yeah. I mean, McDermott, uh, I've been, you know, he, he they, they run the same same damn thing for him almost every time. You know, he just runs that little curl up at the top or, or he's in the, one of the corners. You know, he's got – those are the things he does. Um, but, I mean, there's a reason for that. It's because he – Freaking deadly. He's deadly, and and it's funny. Uh, uh, Sabonis and uh, McDermott have a really nice chemistry, and and I was uh, listening to an interview with Sabonis the other day, and he says, "I tell, you know, Doug, like, if I have the ball, keep your head up because I want to throw it to you. My goal is to get it to you. So just uh, that's the only thing in that second unit is I want to get it to you. And it, and you watch the game, and it's kind of true. Like McDermott's just running his butt off to get open, and if he gets there. You know, Sabonis gets it right where he needs to get it. It's just really fun. And then, of course, the holidays have such great chemistry. I love it when Aaron just drives into a crowd of like four dudes and then somehow just finds Justin, you know, in the corner. Yeah. It's just great. Uh, and I love the uh, Aaron adjusted alley oop. That's one. Oh yeah, play. for sure. It's like it's like you know they've been doing that you know oh, their entire insane. lives. Sure. It's right. just great. I mean, probably Justin couldn't dunk it when they were young, but. You get those adjustable goals. Sure, sure. They're playing on the old six-foot goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been impressed uh, all week with – all season with, with TJ McConnell. Um, you know, he, there's just like these little hustle plays here and there that – I mean, he does – most of the stuff he does is, is great, but – these hustle plays where he'll, he'll st- like I love when he steals the inbound pass. That's my favorite. <laughs> um, he had another one of those this week, but he's been he's been fantastic. And yeah, Justin uh, defensively and three point shooting is always always solid. And yeah, this week uh, a couple notable performances. But everybody out there, um, see, do you feel any better about that? I do. I feel way better. I, I've noticed that we you know we didn't uh, mention Miles Turner, who I thought had an up and down week. He still uh, defensively creates havoc, you know, when he's on the floor, uh, especially down low. You can just you can just see players passing the ball instead of going for that layup or that sure. dunk. Um, that's a huge advantage because when he's not out there, teams just dunk on us. So, right. um, but he's had an up and down week. Uh, and then you know, Victor, um, I want to shout him out because I really do feel like he's easing his way back in the right way. Um, he's he's a willing passer, um, you know. His athleticism looks great, and I really like him testing it. He's I, uh, fun fact. I don't know if the, I don't want to steal your stat of the week, but um, 
Do you know how many games that uh, Victor has played since he um, has been back from injury? Um, six. Six is the answer. Uh, okay. Um, okay. He has. Cool. No. He now leads the team in offensive fouls or charges taken. Okay. For the season. What? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I noticed he was getting yeah. them. Uh, so, I mean, there's here's a man who's coming off a you know an injury that that took him out of the of the game he loves for a year, and he's just throwing his body in front of. Um, you know, is that wise? I, hey, look, I love it. I love the confidence. Um, I, I've loved his explosiveness. His shot will come. I have no doubt. Um, but right now, he is. I mean, just he is bad. Um, yeah, he's bad shooting the basketball. So, um, you know, and and maybe my and I and I want him to keep shooting. You got to shoot through this. But if we're gonna start winning some games, my advice might be. You know, maybe take five less shots a game and try to set up other guys who are shooting better because these guys, you know, most of the team is is shooting really well right now. Um, you know, and maybe if if you if you're one of ten from the range, maybe go one of five. You know, and um, mm-hmm. and and maybe that would help. Uh, but in general, I don't. You know, I'm just so pleased with how he looks on the floor, and I know his shot will come back. So, so that's right. my way of of. of uh, Saying that, and I know this is an adjustment for everybody. Oh, and four though, Joey. I mean, so yeah, yeah. Um, this is we're on a five-game losing streak. The only other time we've had a five-game losing streak in the Oladipa era was in December of his first year with us. Um, we've not lost uh, more than that, which is nice. Um, we've had a few four-game losing streaks. Um, two of those last season when Nate's goal was to not lose uh, more than two games in a row, which was true uh, until Old Depot went down. We hadn't lost more than two games in a row. Um, I don't think that was a goal this season. I hope it wasn't because we started like, uh, didn't we start 0-3 or something it like was, that? Yeah, I think that's right. It was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, but so, going. Um, but yeah, this is, this is not good, um, you know, especially, you know, coming off of that really tough five-game Western road swing, uh, coming back three and two, and then and then heading into a home stretch, uh, this is just really brutal. The 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 other um, sad part about this, Joe, is that the rest of the East keeps winning. <laughs> you know, sure. we, you know, all season we've been like, oh, we're only a game and a half out of the second spot, or we're right there. This is no longer the case. We are dropping uh, rapidly out of uh, a first, uh, you know, a home court advantage. Um, you know, we'll talk about this on the next show, but um, the Heat made some trades that, that they think they're going to make themselves better. Um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Milwaukee just continues to win. They're on pace for 70 games, which would only be like the fourth team in NBA history. Um, and uh, Toronto clearly looks like the defending champs. Um Philly is struggling a little bit, but even they've passed us now. So, so you can't just you can't lose games at this point if you want to get home court advantage. Um, you know, even if we come out of the All Star break and start playing better, um, these other teams aren't going to stop playing well, and we have to catch them. So, all true. Well, John, um, I'm not going to be able to make it for the Thursday show, but I still want to hit you with my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. 
Thank you. I I don't know what people would do without your stat of the week, buddy. Uh, There'd just be cats and dogs. I yeah, know. I know. It'd just be a week of statlessness. <laughs> so uh, the the New Orleans game Saturday night was basketball day in Indiana, mm. uh, and we lost. We lost that. We did lose that game, but uh, some special guests were in the house. Uh, Chinkady, mm-hmm. old Purdue coach, legendary Purdue coach, mm-hmm. in the house. Uh, Bobby Knight, yeah, legendary IU coach in the house. And I think bigger than all of them, Lance Stevenson in the house. Lance Stevenson, yeah. This is two weeks uh, in a row you get to do Lance Stevenson's stat of the week. You're loving this, and why? Why not? <laughs> the fans love him. Everybody else loves him as much as I do. <laughs> they sure do. They put him on the on the big screen, and people went crazy, went bonkers. So, uh, you know, you could see during the game, you know, people coming up and saying hello to him, and um, you know, he, he I saw a nice interview with him. Um, he's saying like, you know, it feels like home for him, and he just love, you know, he just he loves being here. He loves the the people. He loves uh, the atmosphere. He said he almost cried when he walked into the field house. Oh. Uh, it's good stuff. That's great. So, it, did he say that he loves pork tenderloins more than uh, Chinese food? Uh, no, that didn't come up. Okay. Um, but um, I just wanted to go over Lance Stevenson's uh, franchise stats while he played with the Pacers. He started 158 of his 298 games. Um, About half field goal percentage. Yeah, that's uh, you know when he you know when we first started. You had a couple, you know, solid guys ahead of him. So sure. he, he didn't uh, get to start. Shot 45% from the floor overall. Um, 32% from the three-point line. Oladipo's uh, killing for that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, some pretty okay free throw defense against him. He's only 68%. <laughs> uh, 1,381 rebounds. And a high percentages were stolen from other players. That is definitely true. <laughs> He just loved D. West and uh, Roy Hibbert blocking out for him so he could go oh, grab geez. those rebounds. <laughs> 909 assists. 909 of those were highlight assists, though. <laughs> 209 steals, 47 blocks, uh, 513 turnovers, 590 personal fouls, mm. 2,710 points total. So, are you telling um, me that he had like nine hundred no look passes for assists? Uh, essentially, there were no. He saw no, no, no. Some of them were look passes. Is what that's what they're called. They're called look passes. <laughs> um, and when they sometimes he does that because they are expecting the no look pass. Oh, sure. He's he's several steps ahead. It's, Don't it's you worry. Definitely chess versus checkers. And. On his basketball reference page, they do a similar. They do similarity scores, uh, like people who's uh, like statistics and whatnot. Their career is similar to somebody else. Uh, the number two similarity score, Bojan Bogdanovic. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> but uh, I think at some point there it branched. Um, Bojan is now a you know super highly sought after. Uh, asset um, and Lance is playing in China but I think we still love him here I, I, Bojan had a lot less air guitar now see the thing is they don't they don't have stats for okay that. yeah they need to figure that out yep <laughs> so Miss Lance uh, I hope uh, you know I, I don't know that there's a spot for him on this team but uh, maybe next year buddy 
I'd uh, there's there's a, a spot or two at the end of the bench. I'd I'd be happy to. I'd you know give him a give him a few bucks and let him run around. <laughs> Fans will love it. I'd love it. Just, hey Lance, if you're listening, you're welcome on the pod. We Absolutely. we don't pay a lot of money. It's true. Or any, but but we'd love to love to talk to him. Anyway, uh, that should do it for this show. Next week, uh, Monday today, as you hear this, uh, playing the Brooklyn Nets. And Wednesday, playing the Milwaukee Buckaroos. That'll be it before the All-Star break. Nice uh, time off where I'm assuming most of the team will go to a retreat uh, together, do some trust falls and whatnot, and they're going to come back uh, <laughs> just on fire out of the out of the break. Sure. Sabonis will be the only one not there because he's actually at the All-Star game. Um, yeah. But the, he's got it figured out. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's fine. That's right. They'll Skype him in or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't right. know how to do a Skype trust fall, but I'm willing to practice with you, Joe, if you'd like. <laughs> Great. I'm going to make sure to get this on video. Smash into my desk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back with you on Thursday to give some further breakdowns, uh, get some previews for the All-Star game and uh, all the trade deadline stuff that just happened uh, not too long ago. Um, spoiler alert, Pacers not involved. So I'm fine with that. Um, if you can hit us up on the social medias, we'd love to talk to you. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables, Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. The website is TheUndebeatables.com. Uh, wherever you're listening, if you can sh- share or rate or review the show, it helps new people find us. Uh, we've got t shirts on our website slash store. For a once and always coach, Bobby Sucklinard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights, the party's over. That was like a little pop version. <laughs> well, I'm feeling better now after you talked me okay, off the good. ledge, buddy. I really do. I feel better. You know, uh, this is a long, tough losing streak, but we're going to be okay. We're going to yeah, be. I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not worried. Oladipo shot's going to start falling. Um, you know that Dan Burke's going to figure out all our, you know, crumbling defensive rotations, and and we're going to be okay. Miles um, Turner's going to, you know, get real angry and start grabbing a few more boards a game. It's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah, I, they're going to be fine. 